Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Super Bowl week. It's Super Bowl week. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Hour number four of the show. Media Row coverage, by the way, is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. We are out here at Media Row. Let's see. Wolf, we've talked to Kenny Dillingham. Victor DiMuchegi stopped by. That was fun. Lorenzo Alexander was here for the lowdown. Very cool. Still have not seen anybody that Wolf fought during his playing <laughs> career. Um, but I'm assuming, would you, you set the number? I set the over-under at half for the week, and you confidently went up to two. I went up to two. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do, what do you mean? What's half? I don't half get that. just means are we going to see one We're going to see one or not. But okay, you, you yeah. knocked that number right up to one at, and a half. And at still some point in time, I will promise you, Basin Onions, we're going to see Richard Dent come walking in here at some point in time. Uh, maybe Pepper Johnson walking around. Look, everybody, it's Pepper Johnson. I got killed by Pepper Johnson, by the way. Why did you fight these guys? The Why did you fight <laughs> like a punter or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find the biggest guy on the field. That's right. Which was always your motto, That's right? exactly <laughs> right. You want to go, big guy? You think you're tough? Let's go. Okay, we're going to brawl everybody later. What if gentlemen. Richard? Why not? What if we look down this walkway right here, and Richard Dent and Pepper Johnson are walking down together <laughs> towards the towards the booth? You know what's so weird about that too? Pepper Johnson uh, was my teammate later on with the Cleveland Browns. When he came walking into the facility after Bill Belichick had acquired him from the Giants, he came walking into the facility. He looked at me and said, "You." Mother, <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, I was like, "What? You're getting after me? You killed me." That's true. If you just got in his way, I lost that's not three your fault. fights in ten years, ladies and gentlemen, and that was one of them. And what was your record overall? Do you think? I have no idea, okay. but those were the three that I that weren't a draw. Pepper Johnson. Okay, they were. Yeah. Richard Dent. Richard Dent, and um, oh man, I'm spacing the guy's name. Oh. All right, well, you got a full week, so you're good. Pepper Johnson, you said. Yes. Okay. Rich, Richard Dent, you said, right? Pepper Johnson is not two losses. You know what? It was Carl Banks. Man, you picked the wrong guys to fight with. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> Great uh, guy, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Buda Baker. You know, you, you we had Lorenzo Alexander on earlier, and we talked about this. And um, and, and I'm going to read you the quote first, Wolf, and then we're just going to react. This is uh, He was talking to Grant Gordon of NFL.com, and this is from Buda Baker. Quote, I definitely felt like we were on the right path. You know, in training camp, it was definitely startling to not see a lot of the starters practicing and stuff like that. Because I knew, you know, especially with the preseason games, none of us played in the preseason. It's kind of just going through training camp, which was not a lot of people. And then we got to week one. It showed who was prepared. I don't think we were as prepared in the beginning of when it all started than what we could have been. Unquote. When we had Zoe in here before... My first thought here in that quote, Wolf, was that's what everybody watching thought. I mean, that Chiefs game, you remember that game? We're all yeah. there at the stadium for that game. It was like, wow, the Chiefs are ready to play. And yes, the Chiefs are better. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. But uh, the Chiefs looked ready to play. And, and for the Cardinals, that looked like their first preseason game. But it is different for us to think that watching than to hear a player on the team say it. And then of all the players, to hear Buda Baker say it. 
Yeah, I've got so many thoughts on this. It really is difficult to just pick out one spot. But let me start with this right here. I think Buda Baker uh, is one of these guys that loves to practice. He loves the game of football. He loves to practice. He loves to go about his business, work at his craft. And because of that, I think he was probably feeling that. But again, um, this was something we were talking to Zoe about a little bit earlier. He had the opportunity, if he wanted to, to say, hey, listen, um, I'd, I'd like not to practice today, or I would like to practice today. And I think he did that. I think Buddha did. I can't, don't hold me to that, but I think Buddha Baker was a guy that was all about practicing, and he was going to do it. Go about, his, go about his craft right there. But you got to remember, walkthrough Wednesday happened with the Arizona Cardinals. And for me, it's one of the big changes that are coming. One of the big changes on the horizon is going to be how they go about their business in terms of practicing. And it's one of the reasons why I, I, I thought maybe Cliff Kingsbury went ahead and said, Wednesday, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a lot of walkthrough on Wednesday. That's what we're going to do in the second half of the season. One of the big reasons why is because of D-Hop. That's what I suspected because we all know D-Hop doesn't practice, right? And Wednesday's one of those days where he wasn't going to practice. And, you know, for me, DeAndre Ray Hopkins said, this is how I get myself ready to go. I've always done it this way. But it's going to be interesting to see if D-Hop is still here going forward with that kind of mentality that he has. Because any new general manager coming in, any new head coach coming in, I would imagine, is going to say, here's some of the things we're going to change. We're going to practice on Wednesday. We're going to actually turn that into a work day. And that's going to be a work day and not only a walkthrough, not only a mental check, but that's going to be at a good tempo. And because of that, I'm wondering what kind of changes this will bring. Yeah, that's that's a real interesting spot with D-Hop, who it sounds like met with Monty Austin Fort late last week, actually, even though it was rumored that he was going to meet with him the week before. But you're right. I mean, if you're if you're the GM, you're the assistant GM, you're the new coach coming in, that culture seems to already be starting without the coach of, we're going to do things differently. And that's one of the things you're going to do differently. And so you don't want to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins simply over that. But <laughs> if you're going to make this big statement, hey, we're going to do this. This is the way it is. Everybody's got to buy in. Well, where's D-Hop going? Oh, he doesn't have to. Yeah. That's a real awkward message oh to send goodness. everybody. Well, can you imagine that? That would just, you talk about being a culture destroyer. That would be it right there. And that's one of the reasons why I'll guarantee you, Monty Ford did meet with D-Hop to see, is there any way, Hop, we can change that? Can we, can we convince you otherwise to practice the entire week with your teammates out there? That, I'll guarantee you, was one of the first questions he was asking, and rightfully so. You gotta find out. You know the way I feel about Hop. I love the guy. Great player, no doubt about it. Somebody is gonna be really interested in him. If you put him up for grabs, you put him on the trade market at all, somebody's gonna be very interested in DeAndre Hopkins. But having said all of that, you've got this new culture that's coming in here, and not only is it going to be about practicing, 
but it's also going to be about practicing hard. That's going to be part of the culture, I believe, going forward. Practicing hard. And we'll see what happens. You know Buddha's one of your guys that you can lean on, whoever the new coach is. And I wonder, I mean, I'm assuming all three of these guys that are still left on this list, Lou Anarumo, Mike Kafka, and of course Brian Flores. We don't have to assume with Flores. I'm assuming all three of them have said something similar to that in their initial interview, where it's, I'm guessing, despite your theory, it's more than just, hey, is this guy a jerk or not? Maybe it's, hey, is this guy a jerk or not, and how does he want to practice? <laughs> maybe, maybe they had it. Or maybe that's the second round of interviews. I don't know. Uh, how about this? We trade DeAndre Hopkins for Kevin Durant. Yeah, here's the, here's the one thing I do know. If you want to establish culture, you can have zero exceptions. Zero. Yeah, and that's where it's going to get tough because you really need a guy like Hop. But they're going to have to work something out. You can't out. say this is who we are and this is how we do things, except for you, of course. Yeah. You can't do that. It doesn't work. It will like, not fly. Hop, can you just like look like you're practicing for the benefit of your teammates? Because we really like the fact that you're one of the best receivers that we've ever had here. We've had some good receivers here. Uh, listen for your name every day this week if you want to go to the Super Bowl because they're giving away tickets. Just text Super to 620 to register. And once you hear your name, call in within the time frame and you could be heading to Super Bowl 57. Plus, you're going to win tickets to the following events, the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. That's super to 620-620. And I'll say this, Wolf, we haven't haven't named our winner yet, and there's only 45 minutes left in the show, so you can do the math. We come back. Did Chris Paul almost just get traded? Because it sure sounds like it. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. All right, it is time for our Arizona Sports All Access Qualifier. That person is Tyler Thomas from Chandler. Tyler, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. And if you do, you will qualify for your chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl. If Tyler Thomas doesn't call within 10 minutes, then we're going to open the phone lines to somebody else. So, Tyler, you should call. If you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify by texting SUPER to 620-620 and listen for your name on the Wolf and Luke Show. All week we're doing this. Once again, Tyler Thomas from Chandler, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. It's not bad giving away Super Bowl tickets, huh? Not at all. That's no big deal. Big time. All right, I got some quotes here. Okay. I'm going to read them to you. We don't have the audio yet, but I'm uh, going to read from you the quotes. These, well, I'm going to start with Chris Paul. You want to hear Chris Paul or Chris Monty Paul. Williams first? Uh, why don't you set the table with Monty Williams? Oh, okay, wow. I'm just going to build this up. How about right. that? How's uh, that for driving suggestions? This, the Suns, of course, are in Brooklyn right now, and in case you missed the news, Devin Booker expected back tomorrow night. I think that was kind of the plan last week, but it sounds a lot more official today. Uh, Dwayne Rankin tweeting out some of these quotes. So here's a couple of the Monty Williams ones. Um, talking about Chris Paul's name coming up, you know, it came up last night. Hey, the Suns tried to trade. This is a lot of reports. Suns tried to trade for Kyrie Irving. They were offering Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, and unspecified picks. Yes. So Monty Williams says, quote, it kind of bothered me, to be honest. A lot of times the guy's name is out there, and it's just a lot of people throwing stuff out there maybe to get their deal done, and so they use us. He also said, quote, players have wanted to come to play in Phoenix, the city, playing with our players, but I don't think it's fair when guys have their names thrown out there. Kind of bothers me because Chris, his name should never be thrown out there in that way, unquote. 
Can stop I there? just jump yeah. in right there? And I totally agree with what Monty is saying. It would shock me if, in fact, James Jones did not actually contact Chris Paul and let him know. By the way, your name is coming up in these negotiations, these scenarios, trade scenarios. Um, you know, I mean, to me, he's gonna he's gonna make that connection. I would imagine with Chris Paul at some point in time. It would really surprise me if he didn't, unless there was no substance to it. If you know what I mean. In other words, yeah, your name came up, but it was we weren't even anywhere close to dealing you yeah. in that situation. I mean, your name could come up as the one guy. There's no way we're dealing as Chris Paul, and then your name came up in the right? conversation. I'm, I'm not saying, saying that's what happened, but right, I'm just saying but that you get have... you get my example and what I'm saying. I do. The first thing I wondered last night was well, the first thing I wondered was how is Chris Paul going to react to this? The second thing was who benefits from that getting out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't exactly. really benefit Brooklyn unless you want the Suns to just fall apart and then they have to trade you for Kevin Durant. Like the Suns were already willing to make a trade for Durant. Uh, let's see one more. Uh, from Monty Williams, quote, certainly wasn't anything that based on my conversations with Suns GM James Jones that we did. And so when I heard about it, I was like, this is part of the business. We understand it. But just from my perspective, it kind of bothered me, unquote. So Monty Williams. Yeah, you know, it, it would bother me as well. And I'm sure it bothered Chris Paul to some degree. Um, why wouldn't it bother him? He, this guy has been around for a long, long time. We all understand that. He's been a pro and a pro's pro. I think he deserves to be what? What doesn't that quote make it sound like Monty Williams didn't expect Chris Paul to be thrown into a deal? Yeah. So okay. yeah, it bothered him. Yeah, that his name did come up. Okay, that's what I took from that right yeah. there. That it bothered him that his name actually did come up in some type of deal. But I, you know, for me, once again, how many, how many times does James Jones just throw a name out there, or how many times does a team bring up Chris Paul? We'd be interested in Chris Paul, and, and you're just having this conversation. To me, it made the the earlier report made it sound like this was offered up. Chris Paul was offered... I mean, that's past tense. If you put it with some of the other reports out there today, there was this perception around NBA insiders around the league that the Suns were getting Kyrie Irving yesterday morning. That was the perception. Yes. And then Dallas came in and apparently beat the Suns' offer. I mean, depending what offer you feel was better or not, they offered something that Brooklyn wanted more. Uh, Here, I have a couple Chris Paul quotes as well. Oh, good. Here we go. Because this is really not that money doesn't matter, but on this particular topic, it matters how Chris Paul reacts, because if Chris Paul's like, all right, if you guys don't want me, screw you, then the entire thing falls apart. Uh, Let's see. Chris Paul, quote, it's a business I've seen crazier the way I found out I was traded from Houston. You just show up to work and be a pro day in and day out. Nobody's exempt from being traded. Find out just like everybody else, unquote. And then another one, he said, quote, just keep going to work also understanding teams are always going to do what's best for them that's why players have to do the same show up got a job to do and it is what it is unquote the consummate professional that is chris paul right there you know and this is what i was saying earlier i was talking about the fact that i would imagine chris paul does it stink yeah it does when somebody is actually trying to trade you or somebody did include you in a trade package but was it a situation where james jones reached out and contacted him i don't know but i get his i get what he's saying in regard to 
being traded and being included. But, man, think of the professionalism right there that it takes. Think of the professionalism where he's like, hey, listen, this is the way that it is. This is a mercenary league, and I'm a mercenary in it. I'm just going to go about my business and do it. That, that is what a pro does. Yeah. He's a pro. No, you're lucky you have him in that regard because I would say through the trade deadline on Thursday, everybody's probably on edge other than Devin Booker. Like, okay, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, might get right. traded. But once you get past Thursday, the fact that Chris Paul is reacting the way he is helps keep your team together. I mean, what if we get through Thursday and the only trade is Jay Crowder for whoever, you know? Then you don't want this whole team to be like, I mean, if Chris Paul today was like, yeah, I was totally blindsided and I don't feel good about this and, you know, I can't believe they would treat me like that. Well, then that definitely trickles down to a DeAndre Ayton or whoever else. Whereas now, everybody's going to be on edge through Thursday. But then once Thursday hits, I think we're going to see some relief from this team because it's going to be the first time since, like, last season where it's like we know this is our team going forward. If Even if it's this exact team, you're not going to be like, well, is DA going to get traded on March 5th? Well, no, yeah. he can't. Is Mikel Bridges getting traded for Kevin Durant? Well, no, because after Thursday, he can't. So either you're going to make the trade for Durant, or you're going to know who your team is on Friday morning. And I think for this team in particular, that's going to be a big relief, because it's not just this week. It's kind of felt up in the air since July. Just the fact that Chris Paul was involved in this package, um, not only is it bothering Monty, but it's also bothering me. I, I did not that, expect that. Was the first, yeah, no, I was that? I was like rattled for a second when I saw that because it was like really they offered Chris Paul, and then it was the the bigger reaction was how did they let this get out that they offered Chris Paul? <laughs> he shouldn't exactly. be finding out like everybody else, and that is what he just said in that quote. He said he found out like everybody else. Yeah, that's not the way that, it's supposed no, to happen. No, you know what? Now that I hear you say that, that rules out James Jones of course giving him the hey you know what your name is coming up I just want you to know right now yeah it's coming up in trade scenarios that I'm having and I want you to hear it from me okay I mean you know I'm kind of surprised I gotta tell you because again James Jones if you tell me this offer was on the table Jay Crowder of course some draft picks and Chris Paul for for Kyrie Irving if you tell me that was on the table and that was a done in turned down. Man, I'm surprised James Jones did not reach out to Chris Paul and tell him that. Yeah, because then what are you, if the trade goes through, are you really reaching out for the first time and being like, hey, Chris, by the way, you play for Brooklyn now. You know what I mean? I know. And I get it. That's the business, but it just doesn't feel like this team the last year and a half. I I tell you, it's it's all... No, it doesn't. It's all a very, like obvious reminder that this is kind of it for this group whether whether there's a big trade this week or they have one more year to make a run with this core of chris paul devin booker deandre eight and can johnson mikhail bridges i think this is it probably for not for all of that core yeah, but at right. least for you know one or two of those guys you know i just think if in fact that is a true statement that chris paul was on the table he was okay yeah we're gonna move him for Kyrie. That's what we're gonna do right there. Isn't doesn't that answer your question already? <laughs> it is. Isn't that an admission? This iteration of the Phoenix Suns is for sale. If you were willing to sell him for Kyrie Irving, 
<laughs> yes, that's 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 selling something for something that could absolutely just burn everything down. Maybe Kyrie makes you better. I mean, I understand basketball talent in 2023-wise why you would want Kyrie Irving, but, boy, he comes with a lot of other, other stuff that is uh, yes. not what you want. If that is a true statement, then it's basically the Suns saying we've got to do something because we don't think this team can actually win a championship. That's kind of what it sounds like. Or it's uh, playing devil's advocate, I guess the only counter would be, well, we didn't, you know, if a guy like Kyrie Irving's available, you got to make a push. But then I would add to that and say, okay, that's Kyrie Irving. So if you're making a push for him, if Kevin Durant's available, you absolutely have to make a push. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What are the best matchups when it comes to Super Bowl 57? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Want to remind you that Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It is Wolf and Luke. I see Burns and Gambo getting ready for their show. Of course, they will be out here 2 to 6. Bickley and Murata were here this morning. We're going to be out here pretty much all week. And I'm guessing, Wolf, it's you know it's pretty lively right now compared to what it was when I first got here this morning. Uh, but it's only going to get crazier and crazier by the hour and by the day. until we get, When we're here on Friday, I'm not even sure you're going to be able to hear us. No, it really is. It's just crazy what a zoo it becomes. And this is your first Super Bowl? It's my first Media Row, yeah. Media Row, yeah, yeah right here. Okay, well, this is my third, and I can tell you it gets absolutely bizarre <laughs> by the time Friday comes around. Thursday's going to get crazy. Thursday will be crazy. Friday, bizarre. They've got the banners up. You know how there's like Super Bowl art from every year? So what is there, 57 of these up? They're hanging. I, I want these in my house. I don't know how that would really... That is pretty cool, though, right? But, I mean, you go back, you're looking at, like, I'm looking at some of, like, what, Super Bowl Four right now? Like, they are very reminiscent of the era from when the game was played. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's talk a little Super Bowl, actually. We haven't gotten into it a ton today. We talked about it with Lorenzo Alexander when he was in here before, but if you missed it, Kenny Dillingham joined us for a half hour, and we really got into his philosophy on football. Uh, we talked to Zoe for 45 minutes today. Victor DiMuchegi joined us. <laughs> Ironic Wolf, he sat down right after A.J. Green had retired, so we ended up telling him A.J. Green had retired. <laughs> you know, don't often break the news to a He was kind of shocked, yeah. too. Well, he looked at me, he's like, that's the first I've heard of that. And I was like, oh, hopefully that's right then. Um, but the actual game itself, everybody looks at Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, I get it, it's a great matchup. Uh, where do you want to start? Because I, I gotta be honest, I, I have... I have one area that I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to keep up in, and that's kind of why I find myself leaning towards Philadelphia. First of all, I think it's going to be a great game. I do, that, too. And that is what I always root for. I always want to see the Super Bowl, the the epitome of football in the football universe. I want to see that game be competitive, especially going into the fourth quarter. Absolutely. That's what I always root for first. But this one has got me interested from two different perspectives. There's a lot of individual matchups inside of what I'm about to say. And as the week goes along, I'm sure we're going to get involved and we'll talk a little bit more detail about that. But for me right 
now, going into this game, the thing I think about is the Philadelphia Eagles' ability to run the ball and the Kansas City Chiefs' ability to stop them from running the ball. Chris Jones is going to play a huge part of the Kansas City Chiefs and their chances of winning another Super Bowl. Huge role in this. If he can play well, he's got to be able to hold up. He and that front seven has got to be able to hold up against Miles Sanders and the Eagles' great offensive line and their ability to run the ball. And that is my first thought, my first matchup going into this game. Well, I mean, I think that's probably where you have to start if you're setting aside quarterbacks for a second because I don't... Philadelphia is not a team, and they're so hard to get a read off of because they just played a team literally without a quarterback in their last game, and then the game before that, they played a Giants team that clearly wasn't on their level and, and wasn't ready for what they were about to get from Philadelphia, but the Chiefs will be. Going back to your original point that this should be a good game, Kansas City's been here before. Patrick Mahomes is a good enough quarterback where he should have two Super Bowls by now, and he only has one, so it's not like they're going to be surprised by anything. It's it, They shouldn't get run off the field. If, if a team was going to have that happen or be overwhelmed by the moment, you would think it'd be Philadelphia because they don't have the experience, but I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to let that happen if it ever even came to that. So that's why I think it's going to be a really good game. To your point, though, the the Chiefs defense is going to have to... I don't know that you can ask even Patrick Mahomes to go out there and win this game 38-35. So the Chiefs defense is going to have to show up. Now, the other part, the flip side of that, I don't know how the Chiefs are going to run on Philadelphia. And maybe they can. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco has an amazing game, and he's not Super Bowl MVP, but he's like in the conversation in the fourth quarter or something. He runs so hard. He does. I love how he runs. And they're going to need that because I don't think you can just pass on Philadelphia or those, those pass rushers are going to pin their ears back and then just run you over by the fourth quarter. And that's my other matchup that I am so focused on right now. This is going to be awesome to watch this. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, in regard to throwing the ball, there is no peer in the National Football League. Yeah. There is no peer. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the best quarterback in the National Football League. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they remained the explosive offense this year. And I thought that was impossible, losing Tyreek Hill. That's the thing, man. They're in the Super Bowl after losing Tyreek Hill. Everybody thought they would take a hit offensively without Tyreek Hill. Dead wrong about that. They didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they still were the best passing team in the National Football League. And that's what I can't wait to see. You have the number one passing team in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, in terms of yards per game and yards per play. You put the two together, they're number one in both of those categories, going against the number one pass defense in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles. The same thing, number one in passing yards per game allowed, and number one in passing yards per play allowed. The Eagles, they get after a quarterback, they knock you to the ground. They turn a quarterback over. They have one of the highest interception ratios in the National Football League. This is what this game, I think, ultimately is going to come down to. Can the Kansas City Chiefs somehow, some way, run the ball well enough where they can take advantage of Philadelphia rushing the passer? 
Yeah, because they really didn't run on Cincinnati at all. And it was okay, and they obviously won the game, but that was as close as a game can get when it has to come down to a roughing, the, or I guess an unnecessary roughness call there at the end uh, to be able to get in the field goal range to kick a 47-yarder, 45-yarder, whatever it was. I don't know that you can get by against the Eagles just passing. Now, look, if you can, you have Patrick Mahomes is the one that can do it. I, I you don't you don't do well making predictions picking against Patrick Mahomes. You just don't. It feels so weird, doesn't it? Does. It, it really yes. does. And I did it last week. I thought I thought Cincinnati had figured it out and they still lost because Mahomes is just that ridiculous. Join Burns and Gambo this Thursday, February 9th from two to six at Safeway on eighty third and Camelback for Coca Cola's game time rewards. Meet NFL alumni Jay Feely and enter to win over fifty thousand dollars in prizes. Wow. Just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete event details. We come back. It is a franchise-defining week for the Phoenix Suns. How different is this team going to look by Friday? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Zero coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Well, if we're going to wrap up here with uh, some Suns talk and... I have my checklist of things okay. that could potentially happen this week, okay? Okay, this is good. Uh, one of them we can already check off, in case you're just joining us. Check that box. Devin Booker, back tomorrow. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Check. I forgot about the breaking news. Yes. Devin Booker, back Yes, that tomorrow. breaking news that freaked all of us out. Yeah, right, we didn't know exactly. what it was because we're out here. <laughs> we were expecting something else. <laughs> and then we hear Devin Booker. Okay. Yes. So we got that. Okay, um, good. So check. I actually checked it off. Look at that. All right, good. Oh, nice. Okay, number two on the list. It hasn't happened yet. A Jay Crowder trade. Okay. <laughs> Jay Crowder, that is... Boy, can you imagine Jay Crowder being Jay Crowder right now? Yeah, that's kind of a nice little 30 for 30. Being Jay being Crowder. Being Jay Crowder right, right now. Yeah. Right there. Okay. But written totally in emojis. Just being Jay Crowder. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would make right, that. Next. Okay. Um, Matt Ishbia introduction. I'm assuming that's Wednesday. Man, I cannot wait for that. I, I, I wonder, are there other people out there, are you jacked up the way I am, to hear Matt Ishbia talk about this team? I cannot wait to hear the new owner of the Phoenix Suns talk about this team because of his love for the game and his knowledge of the game. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, when's the last time the Suns introduced a new owner? It's well over a decade ago. Okay. Close to two decades that's, ago. You know, I mean, that's marginalized to me right now. <laughs> well, what I not- care about is the fact. He's going to say something about this team. Well, here, I, what is it? I can top that. The fact that they were as active as they apparently were to try to trade for Kyrie Irving yesterday. Yes. Sure seems to indicate to me that Matt Ishbia is like in. Let's make a move. I'll sign off on it. Yeah, you know, I was wondering about this. Should we correlate the fact that his press conference is going to be February 8th with February 9th, of course, being the trade deadline? They almost made a trade on February 5th. What, ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you. I put it to you, Greg. What better way could you possibly, 
introduce your owner, but to have him make a huge announcement well, as well. I mean, how different would everything feel right now if they had actually made that trade for Kyrie Irving yesterday? How different is this team probably going to look by Friday? Either way, Booker's sure. back, Jay will be traded, and you'll have Matt Ishbia introduced, I would assume, by Friday. How about Wednesday? You got Matt Ishbia sitting down and saying, I'd like to inform everybody that we have acquired Kevin Durant. Well, that would be <laughs> talk about making Just a say. making an entrance. Uh, Questions, please. And he's in the back. Yeah, right. everybody turns and looks, and Katie's like, <laughs> "Can you here. imagine that?" Okay, all right. Um, how He'd do you never feel be able to top that? that. How, what, how do you feel about that? I feel like if, I were, if I were buying the team, I'd want to make I, my intro like that somehow. Man, it's it's so hard for me. It really is. I'm torn on that. Well, that's the fourth thing on my list. There's a, schism, a big trade, the schism going on in the soul right now, ladies and gentlemen, in regard to Kevin Durant schism. By the way, what a great word that is, right? Soul schism it's, sounds like is, a, a knockoff. Band. Cool. Like they open for him. <laughs> that, that would be awesome cool. right there. That is well played by you, Schism. The 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 word you can actually feel the definition to, Basinonians. Schism. Can you imagine? Um, I forgot why I brought that up, but it really do, it really doesn't matter because once again, Kevin Durant is polarizing. He's polarizing because you know that he'd make this team better. You know it. What are you going to have to give up? What do you have to give up to get Kevin Durant? DeAndre Eaton and some draft picks. Would you do that? Yeah. For Kevin Durant, I yes. would not have to think twice. I think realistically, I would have to give up DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, and draft picks. Okay. And that I would do. Okay, Cam Johnson, Mikal Bridges, and draft picks. Uh, See, now so what now, happens? I just want to be clear, what though. What happens there? I like Cam Johnson. I know. And is playing some of the best basketball we've seen him play in a while. So it's not like when I say, uh, yeah, I would trade those guys for Kevin Durant, that doesn't mean I want to get rid of those guys. Yes. That means if Kevin Durant is out there, then that is a different conversation. Here, I want to play this clip real quick because okay, I made Maloney load it up. Um, it's, uh, this is Bobby Marks on with Bickley and Murata this morning who's asked if he thinks the Suns are going to be active here this week. I do. I do. I mean, I think similar to what we saw with Dallas. I just think, I think teams look at where the West is right now. Um, there's a golden opportunity if there's a deal out there and it costs you picks um, to upgrade your roster and it gives you a better chance to win a championship right now. Just based on where Golden State is, I mean, Memphis has not played well. I mean, you look at Sacramento, Dallas, you know, Lakers, you know, all those other teams are, are you know, they're not championship level right now here. So, yeah, I think it's, it, you know, I think the ownership situation has, there's probably a little bit more clarity there as far as doing deals and taking back um, you know, taking back money. Um, you know, I think certainly, you know, with Jake Crowder's situation, I would, I'd be stunned if he's uh, on the roster past um, February 9th. And then you look at you've got, a, you've got a lot of expiring contracts. You've got that Chris Paul contract. You've got all your draft picks to go out and, uh, and make a deal here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that right there. But, you know, all I can keep thinking about is what's coming up on Tuesday. Who do the, who do the Suns play on Tuesday? Oh, Brooklyn. I'm sure that's a coincidence. Let's see. The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, my goodness. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets. Did you know that KD has been out? He's missed 12 games. Did you know that? I, yeah. I was, okay, he's yeah, going to probably miss that game actually tomorrow. You're all over that, of course, right that's there. KD but watch. Again, how about this? How about DA? We all know DeAndre Ayton has played um, 
noticeably different the last few games. Have you noticed that? The Suns beat the Celtics over the weekend. We never even got to talk unbelievable. about it. Unbelievable. Just an unbelievable effort right there. And the effort of DeAndre Ayton was noticeably improved. And then I would say the Detroit against the Pistons. Oh, my goodness. He went off. Do you think there's a possibility that the Suns are trying to showcase DeAndre Ayton? Is that a possibility? It's definitely Tuesday possible. Is coming, Tuesday's coming. Could he possibly be involved in any type of trade for Kevin Durant? Could you imagine if yes, they if they had made my the, yeah no I, I don't know how you can get a deal done for Kevin Durant without DA now remember Brooklyn over the summer was pretending they had no interest in DA we'll see if they have changed their tune at all um, but even if they don't then you get a third team involved because there would be an, I mean get Toronto involved right we'll give you DA you ship whatever OG Ananobi to Brooklyn where I'm where I'm a little unfortunately can I just jump in right now and say unfortunately. Fortunately, I believe D.A. Um, is going to be a guy that needs a change of scenery. He's going to have to be that guy. Or he can just play the way he's playing right now forever. I would take that. Yeah, right. But doesn't that also make you wonder? Oh, you can turn it on when you want to because here it is. That's exactly well, But he could turn it question. on in the playoffs two That's, years ago. He, I think year. he's going to need a change of scenery, a change of voice, a change of person looking at him eye to eye and saying, no, you got to do this more consistently for him to actually get it, Luke. That's what I think. He wouldn't be the first, and he won't be the last. Well, the other question here is, did that trade yesterday make Brooklyn think they are in full rebuild mode and it's time, or did they get just enough back from Dallas where if they can convince Kevin Durant to stick around, they still feel like they can go for it in the East? That's the real question, because Durant might not even be available. But I have to think if you really want him, you can make a real hard push for him right now. And either way, it sounds like he'll be available this summer. I think it's just all what you're willing to give up for. And that's what it comes like it it brings me back to Chris Haynes and what he said. The Suns are prepared to pursue. Well, when do you start Once pursuing? Again, when do we go from prepared the to pursuing actually pursuing? Pursuing is going on right now. Pursuit means to chase. And that's what I fully expect them to do. Wow, okay. And I'm reading this we go to break. We'll wrap up the show. Phoenix Suns president and CEO Jason Rowley has resigned from the team, sources tell ESPN. So there you go. More change for the Suns. Uh, I got like a million people to thank. Kenny Dillingham, Lorenzo Alexander, Victor Mukeji, Byron Oliver for getting us set up. Aaron Maloney out here, Jesse Morrison, Lauren Koval, whoever else is back at the studio because we can't see you for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gabo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.